Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What a world! Welcome all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Matters, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, May 5th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and apologies for the um, kind of chaotic nature that our episodes dropped um, today on Thursday. Normally, we drop an episode early morning and then in the afternoon. We have a pretty set schedule uh, around here. Um, I actually did record this episode on Wednesday um, and then had a technical difficulty where it all just kind of fell apart. And so I didn't realize that it didn't go out until Thursday morning. So we got riled up as you can go back. You can listen to that with Roy White and Tom Ryle. Great discussion that they had. And we're here for a little bit of a chat, you and I. And then, of course, tomorrow you get brand new episodes of Girls Talking Boys. I believe NFL Network's Jane Slater is set to join Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. And then you get the Star Seminar Saturday, Cowboys Oil with with Mauricio Rodriguez. And then Sunday, a new edition of The World's Team with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. Very uh, interested to hear what Paul has to say about the international games being set. I know there was some confusion about um, the NFC-AFC games and the fact that those aren't necessarily the cases for this year's matchups, but uh, but that's for Sunday's episode. By the way, next week, next Thursday specifically, the 2022 NFL schedule will drop, including the Dallas Cowboys schedule, obviously. We know that the Cowboys won't be playing internationally. We know a few things, right? Like we know they'll play on Thanksgiving and you know we assume they'll play the Thursday after Thanksgiving, um, but we'll know the schedule for show uh, basically this time next week. And so we'll have uh, a lot of content up around that we'll uh, hopefully have um, some wallpapers up as well uh, for your phones your devices whatever but we'll definitely have a graphic with the schedule obviously Uh, we'll have an article at the site we'll have a podcast where I'll break it down Uh, we'll have a video as well on our YouTube channel where we'll break it down and uh, you know the usual social stuff, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I'm a TikTok in full now. I got to say, I'm addicted. I like this TikTok thing. You know, you kids, um, you've been hogging it to yourselves. But if you want to follow me on TikTok, I do use it for Dallas Cowboys, you know, news and updates reasons. I mean, I'm not I'm not to the point yet where I'm, I'm using it for like, you know, my dog. But I got to say, I think that Bear might, you know, make some Cowboys picks this coming season on TikTok. You know, he growled in the background. So I think he approves of that. But so... um. Since I already recorded this episode and nobody but Bear heard it, um, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to sit here. Uh, first of all, um, there was the news on Wednesday night about Jerry Jones being in a car wreck and that he, uh, you know, that there were no serious injuries. And obviously, that's that's great to hear. You know, we're all hoping the best for Jerry. You know, certainly uh, health and everyone's health is the most important thing. So hopefully, he and everybody that were involved are all right. But 
you know, we've all been looking back on the draft because it was a week ago and, and assessing this Cowboys class. And, and I've talked about it in, in some different capacities. You know, obviously during the draft, we had our coverage and then on the roundtable on Tuesday and then on the NFC's mixtape on Wednesday with BLG. And it was interesting kind of looking at things um, across the whole division. And I'm, I'm trying to kind of figure out where I'm at as a Dallas Cowboys fan right now. And I think we're all here. I think we're all at a crossroads of sort, right? Um, I did, uh, I I jumped on a a Washington Commanders podcast, the Trap or Dive podcast um, we recorded on Wednesday night. And I said something to them that I didn't realize I felt, Um, you know, because obviously we're talking about the Cowboys and the Commanders and the division and everything. And and I said, you know, I, I, I wish that I could sit here and, and be this massive homer, right? I do. I wish that I could sit here and be like, Cowboys going to repeat. Cowboys going to repeat as division champs. This is the year. They're they're going to take another step. They're going to, you know, win a couple of playoff games, maybe all their playoff games, right? Like, you know, I wish I felt that way. And I, I hearken back to the way I have felt, um, you know, in, in different years when the Cowboys were expected to do something special, right? And, and that's where we're at. And we've talked about this many different times about how this is a team that has not gone to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons since 2006 and 2007. Those weren't even teams, by the way, that, that won the NFC East. The Cowboys should have won the NFC East in 2006, but uh, they kind of, uh, you know, sputtered down the stretch and, and coughed it away to the Jeff Garcia-led Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but 2007, Cowboys 13-3, boom, everything's great. 2008, all right, you lost last year but you're going to come back you're going to really this is this is it and you know I know we've done a show before uh, myself and Bobby Bell where we talked about that was maybe the most talent on a Dallas Cowboys team to really 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 disappoint that was the the year that ended of course with 44 to 6 but okay so they come back in 2009 win the division all right it's two out of three years and then 2010 all right now there's no stopping us we're really we're going to prove that we can do this in back-to-back years and then Tony Romo gets hurt and, and what can you do about that I mean you know injuries are injuries that's just kind of the way the football goes in 2014 all right you put all the pieces together Des caught it I made a TikTok about that with help uh from Justin Bieber that's right I mean he didn't like actually help me but I did um I don't know what it's called I don't, I don't know what the terminology is called about how I did it but you know whatever anyway uh but um so they come back in 2015 and we're like okay this is it that team was loaded here they come Tony Romo gets hurt again boom whatever 2016 13-3 okay this team is loaded all right you lost to a freak you know third and 20 play from Aaron Rodgers he didn't fumble when Jeff Heath hit him all right 2017 let's do this and you know there was the will they won't they suspend Zeke Elliott thing and obviously that kind of you know hovered around the entire season and they disappointed not to mention the the burning of Atlanta as Jerry Jones has put it and of course the uh, the season finale that came on the heels of Earl Thomas running to the Cowboys locker room uh telling Jason Garrett to go get him all right so 2018 you know, and that's what this season feels the most like to me. And I think in 2018, I definitely, you know, I was a little bit frustrated as a football fan, as a Cowboys fan, because we had to live in a world where the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. I will never, by the way, forgive people, forgive the Cowboys fans that rooted for that because, you know, the Cowboys would still have more rings. Now, I hate that we have to, you know, have this be a thing. But anyway, um, it feels like that it feels so similar to that and the draft obviously felt very similar to that but it feels like that because that was the year the Cowboys cut Dez you know went with wide receiver by committee and you know I I think we'd all love to see Dez be Dez at some point again I know he's um you know kind of uh petitioning to join the Arizona Cardinals but I think the Cowboys have 
you know, it's been now four years. I think they were proven to be right on on walking away from Dez, as unfortunate as that is, that is to say. Um, they went about it in a really awful way. But, you know, as far as results, you know, they do speak for themselves. And I don't think that the decision to trade away Amari is going to age as well. Um, the incomparable Bob Sturm had a great piece in The Athletic this week about that and about all of the trades that different NFL teams have made for wide receivers over the last, uh, I think, 12 months it was, um, including, you know, even Julio Jones. You know, Julio Jones went for more than Amari Cooper did and was at a latter point in his career. And obviously, Amari's not Julio, but um, it's it's insane when you consider the way this happened. And I'm not trying to, you know, relitigate the Amari thing, but you know, that I think really took some wind out of people's sails. And and so that's why when you look at the offseason as a whole and, and kind of where we're at, and I talked about like trying to figure out where I'm at. So the Amari thing happens. Okay, you know, we, we take one hit, let's get back up, you know, whatever, let's dust ourselves off. And the Randy Gregory thing happens. Oh, man, this is terrible. Oh, this would only happen to the Cowboys. And what's made that worse, like what's made that I'm, I'm fine moving on from the Amari thing. I think the Cowboys went about it the wrong way. I understand why they wanted to do it, but whatever. Fine. Let's bury that and never talk about it again. The Randy thing, what still bothers me about that is that the Cowboys continue to try to treat you and I like we're dumb. That like, hey, we you know we pulled this off. You know, we, we actually got two for one here. Instead of one player, we got to sign two of them. All right. This worked out great. And I understand, you know, what else do you expect them to say, RJ? Of course. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But that has just been a continually frustrating thing, like a gnat, you know, just in your face. And, and you can't get it to leave you alone. Um, so that's, you know, that's festered. There was the release of Lyle Collins. Okay, fine. And the fact that he joined the Bengals of all teams, you know, really kind of just sticks in your craw a little bit. Because, of course, the reigning AFC champions get better. The Cowboys will see them, blah, blah, blah. Thankfully, the Demarcus Lawrence thing, the Cowboys were able to figure out, okay, good for you. And we all, I think, had this, you know, maybe um, emotional bet. I would honestly call it a bet, you know, uh, that, that we kind of had going as fans into the draft. And I don't want to just sit here and drag the class and say the class sucks and value this and value that, whatever. But it kind of felt to me as we watched the draft unfold, uh, if you've ever played appropriately Texas Hold'em, you know, you have your, your you know first three cards that are drawn and then the turn and the river. So the flop comes out and you're like, okay, I, let me assess this thing what other cards can come out to where I can make something out of this. And you've got to keep investing, right? Like you've got to keep throwing chips in the middle if somebody else around you is betting, right? And that's that's what the NFL does. Everybody's betting. The big blinds are coming around. Everybody's betting. The big stacks are all trying to get you out of this fold. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's only a kick. 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And so, okay, we're, we're, we're calling, we're calling, we're calling. The turn comes out. Oh, man, this kind of helps. You know, I was hoping for a full house, but I can still pull off a flush out of this thing, right? Like, and, and that's how we kind of felt like, okay, this is, this is it, right? Like, you know, free, the, the flop was the way the offseason began. The turn was free agency. Okay, we just need any club, right? Like any club on the river, and we've got our flush. Like, we're good to go here, people. Give us the flush that we need so that we can make a solid hand out of this and we can feel like we can win some money. And sure enough, the flop comes out and it's like the three of diamonds, right? Like, like which, or excuse me, the river comes out. It's like the three of diamonds, and we're just so like, beside ourselves like we were banking on this and I, and I think we needed this we like I talked about what I said to the Trapper Dive podcast like I, I want to sit here and be emotionally ridiculous and say the Cowboys are gonna win the Super Bowl the Cowboys are gonna do this but like it doesn't make logical sense and I can't convince myself that it does and I would have loved for them to have given me a reason to believe and buy into that beyond the fact that I'm a fan or you're a fan and we just want to will those things into existence and so yeah it, it's a it's a difficult place to kind of compartmentalize all these things because you know we we like I don't think the Cowboys maybe they do get this but like I don't think it's understood like we are so willing to believe right <laughs> like we we are uh, we are like children at Disney World just throw some fireworks up you know have the characters walking around we are willing to suspend reality and let our imaginations run wild just give us a spark right like that's all we need we're not you know we're and I'm I'm fine admitting like you know I'm prepared to irrationally believe a lot of these things right like that's just what being a fan is at its core but they haven't really given us those irrational reasons to believe at all they've regressed and that's you know frustrating and so it's been a week of I think to to call it soul searching is a little dramatic you know I don't feel that way um, I certainly still feel like the Cowboys are the most talented team in the NFC East but the main reason in fact the only reason for that is the fact that they have the best quarterback and the Cowboys are just kind of sitting around you know burning time burning energy burning resources while the rest of the division tries to catch up now thankfully uh, the rest of the division you know isn't really improved in, in terms of quarterback play right like the Eagles are running it back with Jalen Hurts and I know they traded for AJ Brown but still I mean Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts the Giants running it back with Daniel Jones what up and the Commanders traded for Carson Wentz who I don't know is like seriously better um, than Taylor Heineke I mean maybe he is but still, I mean, there's a lot of other factors in, in, with that organization. They're going to weigh them down. So ultimately, I think the Cowboys still stand the tallest in the division. But what does that even mean? You know, and, and, and we sit here and we say the same things and we complain about the same things, right? Like the, the NFC is so weak. All these players are leaving and deflecting towards the AFC, which is true. And and But then, you know, so I, I, I sit here and I'm mad at the Cowboys, and I'm sure you are too, right? Like we're sitting here together. And then I think, and I know our own Aiden Davis has done a great job of kind of shedding context onto this idea um, at the site. What have the Green Bay Packers done? Right, like, like the Green Bay Packers are like the reigning NFC superpower, right? Like they've, you know, obviously been contenders. I don't mean to dismiss the Buccaneers, but you know, the Green Bay Packers are supposed to be ballers, right? And shot callers. What have they done, right? Like they have regressed. You know, I, I in a weird way, I kind of feel better about the Cowboys than I do the Packers. Now, obviously, my bias is definitely showing there. The Buccaneers get it right like I think we look at the Rams as like the team we want to be like please be like the Rams please be like no please be like the Bucks like that's the team I want to be like the Bucks understand like Carlton Davis Chris Godwin we're not letting you guys leave like we're keeping our superstars around and we're going to convince everybody else why being here is a great idea they have that magnetic energy I'm, I'm not 
you know, saying I'm not a fan of the way the Rams build their team. I just, I think the Bucks don't get enough credit there. But so the Bucks and the Rams, even the Rams let Von Miller walk, right? And that's fine. Like the Rams, you know, have their own way of going about this. Uh, we'll see what happens with Odo Beckham Jr. You know, they obviously landed Allen Robinson. They obviously landed Bobby Wagner. So they're still doing their own things. But I do think that the Cowboys are not alone. And so I, I go back and forth, right? Like I, I'm, that's one of like being a fan is such an emotional ride because I think, okay, well, yeah, the Rams and, and Bucks are, are, you know, kind of doubling and tripling down here. They're the, they're the big blinds, right? Like, you know, making us call all these bets. But the Packers are also not doing anything. Right? The Packers are sitting there, you know, holding like pocket fours, and they think like everything's great and everything's Gucci, and it's not. Like the Packers, like are we really afraid? Like, the Cowboys get to play the Packers this season. I know Aaron Rodgers owns us, but like, are we afraid of the Green Bay Packers offense with? You know, Alan Lazard and Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb? No, I don't think we're afraid of that. But I am afraid of the Bucks. I am afraid of the Rams. And then I look elsewhere, right? Like, we, we look at the other competitors in the NFC. I think we're willing to dismiss the NFC East. I think we're willing to dismiss the NFC North. That kind of includes the Packers. I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. I think we're willing to dismiss the non-Buccaneers teams in the NFC South for obvious reasons. And I think we can kind of dismiss the rest of the NFC West. The Seahawks are in their own place right now. The Niners, for whatever reason, refuse to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, which is perfect for every other team that's competing with them. I know the Niners ended the Cowboys season last year, but they've had their fair share of drama. And even them, like, what have the Niners done? The Niners are, you know, we thought, rightfully so, by the way, that the Cowboys completely screwed up, you know, the timeline they had with Dak Prescott's rookie contract. I think the Niners are outdoing them. Like, the, the, the Niners are, in their own special way, outperforming the Cowboys in terms of destroying the opportunity uh, of a rookie contract at the quarterback position. Dallas kind of stumbled into it. I think that they, you know, even at the time deserved some kind of leniency because it just sort of showed up on itself uh but the the Niners accelerated this window right like they traded for Trey Lance and they knew what was going to happen they know that they have this window of time to operate with him while he's on the books for cheap and they're still kind of just letting this whole thing drag out to the point that you know their star wide receiver wanted out and obviously he's he's followed the team back on Instagram so all as well but you know so if I sit here today because we sit here and we say yeah okay the Cowboys can win the NFC he's fine and again this is where I'm saying I don't know where you know where to put myself as a fan right now and it's just a constant ride but if we sit here today I think you can not only fairly say that the Cowboys are still the best team in the NFC East I think there is a legitimate argument that they are maybe the third best team in the conference and and so much of that is Dak Prescott right like that 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 is so much of the reason here but like that is another game we've played I know we did that on the mixtape a few weeks ago what quarterbacks in this conference are you one million percent taking ahead of him and the only answers that are acceptable by the way are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers that's it we can sit here we can debate we can argue about Matthew Stafford I'm fine with that I'll totally acknowledge that but that's it so you're talking about you have the fourth bet right like at the worst best quarterback in the division and you have the second best defensive player in the division right shout out to Aaron Donald of course you have one of the only Super Bowl winning head coaches in the division, right? You have maybe the best defensive coordinator in the division. Like, so that's where, like, I come back, right? Like, I, I spent the first kind of half of this, like, oh, man, oh, blah, blah. But then you, you know, that's that's where we can come. So, like, I needed to have this conversation out loud with you. These are thoughts that have just, you know, they swim in my head. Bear has to hear them, and then my wife has to hear them, and then it's just a thing in my house. So, like, you know, you and me, we had to get in this room together right now, wherever you are, whether we're I don't know where you have me, right? Are we in the car? Are we on the treadmill? Are we lifting weights? Are we in the backyard? Uh, where are we at? But wherever we are, I appreciate you bringing me. Sometimes I just want to see the world. But I needed to have this conversation. Was 
free agency kind of the Cowboys? No. Is that mostly the Cowboys' fault? Absolutely. Was the draft what we expected? No. Was the draft, even though it wasn't what we expected, prosperous for the Cowboys? TBD. So when you put all that together, like on the surface, it's like a uh, sort of offseason. But when you factor in the field that they have to play in, it's really not too terrible to consider. And again, you know, I, I've done this game several different times. But so say they win four of their division games. There's no way they're sweeping it, right? But say they win four. That's conservative. They get to play the NFC North. I think they win three of those games. So we're up to seven wins. They get to play the AFC South. I think they win three of those games. Like, And that's the thing. You know, we talk about the, the rookies that they're going to have to face, which is interesting. They have to face, you know, Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, the number one and two overall picks, obviously. Um, so that'll be a challenge, although it's obviously difficult for rookie pass rushers to make a difference unless they're Micah Parsons. But will the Cowboys play the Ryan Tannehill-led Titans or will they play the Malik Willis-led Titans? Like, that makes a difference, right? I, I wrongfully speculated last year that Kellen Mond would start when Dallas visited Minnesota. You know, he did not, and neither did Zach Prescott, and Dallas still won that game anyway. Uh, but that's a possibility, right? I, so we were up to seven. I think there is a very strong possibility that Dallas sweeps the AFC South, right? Especially if Malik Willis plays, unless he's obviously amazing. But I am not at all afraid of Matt Ryan if you listen to the SB Nation NFL show. I've been dragging the Colts all offseason. Texans, Jaguars, awesome. Bring it on. So that's 11 games. And then they still have to play the Bucks and the Rams. And even if they lose those games, right? Like, I, I don't know how you cannot get to 10 wins. And, I, and so I, to wrap up, the year thing that I talked about before, right? Like the years where the Cowboys couldn't repeat as successful teams after seasons where they had some success. I think we went into the next years thinking this is it like Super Bowl time. And and I'm talking about 2008, 2010, 2015, 2017, and sort of 2019. Those five years all followed Cowboys division championships, all followed prominent Cowboys seasons, all followed years where the Cowboys had serious high in many different ways, record-breaking for the franchise levels of success. And so those very next years, we sat here, we said, all right, they improved. They are winning the Super Bowl. This is very different. This, this is very different. The team has taken, from a roster standpoint, steps back in ways that they haven't those previous five instances. And so in spite of all of that, right, like we're not sitting here saying this team's winning the Super Bowl. We're, a lot of us are sitting here saying, like, they're not even going to win, like, eight games or nine games. Like, they might be under 900 – or 900 – might be under 500. Um but in spite of all of that, I still think 10 wins is very possible. And that's the ride of being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Sorry the episode came out later today than usual. Like I said, new episodes of Girls Talking Boys, the Star Seminar, Cowboys, Oi, and the World's Team coming your way later on throughout the week. And I hope you had a very well, very prosperous, very... I hope May the 4th was with you. It was really, uh, I was trying to think of a cool way to say that. Um, I'm on the TikTok. Um, last couple of recaps. Like I said, Bear might be on the TikTok. Who knows how that ends up developing. He um, He's curled up right next to me. So shout out to Bear. He was very quiet, very good boy for the majority of this episode. And um, yeah, I, uh, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have the greatest Thursday of all time. I'm talking, I hope you have the greatest Thursday ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. I love you all. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.